welcome to episode 12 of the lunchroom chatter podcast this episode right here will probably be one of my longest episodes now i don't have none of my topics written down so this whole episode will be off the top of the head but well today on my instagram um my instagram is nyc underscore story 718 but um i posted about a comment that somebody sent me in my dms from the shade room but first of all let me state let me say this before i start those of y'all who watch the park i mean those of y'all who listen to this podcast every single time a new episode comes out i appreciate the love i appreciate you guys taking the time to even listen to what i have to say to send me messages about it to send me dms in regards to what i say it lets me know that you guys are listening and that even if you don't agree with what I say, at least I can say something that kind of sparks a dialogue within yourself or amongst you and your friends to make y'all think deeper. Everything is not always black and white. Sometimes it's black and white and then it's that gray in the middle. So everything is not just yes or no. Sometimes you got to take the time to question things, you know? And I'm glad that with this podcast, I can say things and you guys hit me up and we can have positive, you know, friendly dialogue to where it's not just black people coming at each other or black people attacking each other because our viewpoints may not be similar. So thank you guys for listening. Um, Those y'all who listen, just if you could share the podcast, let your friends know to tune in, you know, like I said, like sharing or making a repost is free like the more you guys spread the more the podcast grows and um i really appreciate that but um back to what i was saying on my instagram um i posted a let me pull this up somebody sent me a picture and i posted it this morning let me see because i seen that um disney was making a brand new animated black film which I think is great because a couple weeks ago I spoke about um, in regards to the Lion King, how I feel that these big movie corporations, all they are doing is remaking the same old ass movies, but putting black actors and actresses, well, actresses in the forefront and then making it seem like it's a whole new movie, but it's not. They are remakes of shit we have seen 20, 30 fucking years ago. So, I was excited when I heard that Disney Pixar were coming out with a new black animated film. Completely new. It's not a remake. It is new. So someone said they went to the comment section to see what people were saying. Now, once they told me that they seen this article in the shade room, as soon as they mentioned the comment section, I knew it was going to be negativity. But this person sent me a picture of a comment. It said, well, backtracking, Jamie Foxx is one of the main people who is going to voice a character in the new black animated film. And somebody commented and has almost, well, it has over a thousand likes. This comment, it says, Jamie Foxx profits off of black culture, but he only dates white people. (laughs) 
And now I I understand that we are in the social media era and that a lot of people will agree with that. I don't. Now, I don't have no anger or ill intentions towards those who agree that black people should only date black people for life. My issue is that those of y'all who know me, I am all for self-happiness. Now, in the world we live in now, especially with social media, we have those online who feel as if because you follow someone, because you support someone, that you are in control of that person's life. You are not. Like, if you love black people and you feel that black people should only date black people, then you do it. You do it. Because you cannot control what your your nieces, your nephew, your mother, your father, your cousins, you cannot control who they date. And now my question to you guys are, well, is if you have a niece, a nephew or a son or a daughter and they grow up and they date someone who is not of African-American descent. Will you now look at them differently? Will you now harbor negative feelings towards them because they have dated outside of their race now that's when it becomes a touchy issue because we can't decide and choose who someone falls in love with we can't and now um i also posted on my instagram the fact that like the common like narrative on social media and you guys have probably heard it that Michael B. Jordan hates a black woman. Michael B. Jordan only loves white women. Now, about two months ago, when I posted something on my Instagram stories about how that was the narrative about Michael B. Jordan, someone replied to me, a black woman, I'm not gonna name her, her Instagram name because there's no need. She said, well, it's true. You know, Michael B. Jordan, he only dates white women. He don't give a fuck about us black women. So I said, I said to her in a calm way to kind of spark positive dialogue. I said, you tell me or you told me that Michael B. Jordan hates black women. Can you send me a video right now or send me a tweet or anything he said to where he came out and he said himself, I do not like black women. It was crickets. Crickets. I checked my Instagram, her DM. It said she, she had seen my message. Did I get a reply? No, because people these days, they go online and instead of thinking for themselves, like they gravitate towards whatever the popular opinion is. And that is, and that is what they run with. I've seen so many videos of Michael B. Jordan inside these black schools, inside the inner city, supporting, supporting just like the, the youth that are not privileged the way he is. I've seen him videos and pictures of this man inside these communities, inside these schools that a lot of these wealthy black acts do not go to but do we see them videos on social media do the shade room post them videos they don't 
because they post whatever they feel is going to make black people and white people and people of many different races fight and argue with each other in the comments. The only time I see Michael B. Jordan be posted on the Shade Room or maybe any other blog site is when he is side by side with a white woman. But when this man shows up in these African-American schools, these communities, when he does his his foundations and and give back. Why the fuck aren't these videos being posted? Because they only post what they feel is going to perpetuate and encourage the social media narrative and this even goes to women like one of my favorite female rappers of all time is eve i feel eve is one of the best female rappers ever ever and because she married a white man and seems to be happy does that mean i guess that i no longer support eve that i no longer listen to her music that i no longer think highly of her i don't and now like i said going back to my previous point what a lot of black women say and this is not me saying this this is what i have been told this is what i see when i look on social media as a whole when a black woman dates a white man the common I guess the common excuse is, well, you know, this black sister, she went and dated a white man because the black man did not accept her. But when a black man dates a white woman, he don't get the same excuse. When a black man dates a white woman, the common narrative is, oh, he just don't like black women. Ah, he just don't like us black bitches. He don't fuck with us. That's not the case, okay? It's not the case. Like I said, people deserve to be happy. And now I have nothing against those, as I said, those who believe that black people should date black people forever. If that is the way you feel, that is the way you feel. But don't like try to belittle other people or push this narrative that if you are black and you date outside your race, then that means you are not black no more because that shit is not true. If anybody who's black and they're dating a white person, if they go into a a certain store in like a certain part of town, they get stopped by the police, they get pulled over, they they walk through the wrong neighborhood late at night. That motherfucker is just as black as me. It's just as black as you. Like even Michael B. Jordan, because he has money does not make him exempt from police brutality. And because he dates somebody white, somebody who is white, I'm sure that does not make him naive as to the danger and the pressures that he still faces anywhere in the USA today. So Jamie Foxx, Michael B. Jordan, Eve, Serena Williams, and anybody else who dates outside of their race, you have my support. I love you guys, man. But let's get it started. Lunchroom Chatter Episode 12. Stay tuned. A lot coming this episode. Message from Carcio's Alex Houston and Jason Hackett. I'm here this morning because I want to apologize. The only time I call. 
you out there and how much I hurt you. I love you so much, and you have been one of my best friends for the past year and a half. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Look, um, a lot of y'all might not know what that is, but that right there is the code was a TV anchor apologizing to her fellow black co-worker for racist jokes that she said. Now, on the previous day, they um they were talking about a segment, right? And they showed the monkey on the screen. So the white TV anchor thought that a good joke at that time would be to tell this black man, oh, the monkey looks like you. Now, I don't know what the fuck was going on in Becky's mind to where she thought a great joke was to tell a black man in 2019 that the monkey they are showing in the fucking TV segment looks like him. And then they have the nerve to have this bitch come on TV the next day and apologize. I'm so sorry. I love you. I'm so sorry for calling you a monkey. It's not bitch. Shut the fuck up. You knew what you was doing when you did it. Let, let, oh, let me play it again. Her fucking apology. I'm so sorry. I should have known. I should have never called you a monkey. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Play it again. Bitch, look, um, in 2019, like, all you got to do is step outside, go on social media, read a fucking newspaper, and watch the news, and you can see the sensitive times that we are in. Times are very sensitive. So the fact that this white lady, now I understand, like, this black man was probably someone who she who she really is friends with. She probably knows his family. He knows her family to the point where she got too comfortable and she thought that she was allowed to make a joke like that. And she wasn't. And she never will be allowed to. But to humiliate this black man on live TV and tell this man. This monkey looks like you. And then it's like if you go on YouTube and check out the segment when she said it, it's like he tried to smile in the heat of the moment. But what do you do? It's like if you are called the monkey behind closed doors, you can handle it. You can deal with it. But when you are called the monkey in front of millions of people. It's like, of course, you got to keep your composure because him being him being a black man and him having a lead role, a lead anchor job on TV. You can't step out of character in that moment. Because then you lose your job. Even though she said what she said. And he would have been perfectly within his right to snap on this fucking bitch in that moment. But the fact that in salute to him for being mature, for having a. For having the maturity and just the the willpower and the strength to hold back in that moment. Because for any black man. That is a fucking humiliating moment. It really was. And she should be fired. Now, normally I'm not the kind of person who comes online and advocates for somebody to be fired. But in that case, she should be fucking fired. Like that was not a mistake. That was not a, a ill-timed joke. That was fucking racist. This happened in, um. let me, I want to shout this bitch name out. 
give her her credit. They don't got her name in the fucking shit. Come on, man. Here you go. Here we go. Um, her name was Alex Hudson. Hudson. And the man's name was James Hackett. This happened in Oklahoma City. So I'm going to follow up with this story in the next couple days because I, I kind of want to see what happens. If you're not going to fire her, at least suspend her. This happened in Oklahoma City. Hey, welcome back to the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Um, So the other day I was on Instagram and I kept saying, congrats, Cassie, congrats. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I thought Cassie sound, sound like a new record deal or some shit. But um, that's when I seen that Cassie, she got engaged. Now, I, don't, I really don't give a fuck about celebrities, but I was genuinely happy for Cassidy. I mean, for Cassie that she got engaged. I really was. But something that stuck out to me and something that I I kind of despise is when women move on. And now this is not me knocking Cassie because Cassie has not said nothing about Diddy. She hasn't spoke down on Diddy when um his child's mother, Kim Porter, died. She sent out her condolences. She was being a mature woman. But Diddy is being dragged on social media because Cassie got engaged and she is now pregnant but my question is why 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 do women always like to bring up the ex when someone moves on and they have at least found happiness by at least what it seems like she's found happiness why do women always bring up the ex to kind of make it seem like yeah she found happiness because she left your ass now look i think i think we we gotta dive deep into that shit right now because cassie moved on from diddy correct she moved on from diddy she's dating well she's now engaged to i believe his name is alex fine or some shit like that that is who she is now engaged to she is pregnant she has a child on the way and I see, let me go to the comments, man. Cause I've been seeing this shit ever since she got engaged. They've been jumping down in Diddy's comments. You know, thank you for leaving Cassie because Cassie finally found her love. I'm like, bruh, it's like, why? Like, why do people never look at the woman? Because a relationship takes two people. Diddy did not keep Cassie there and chain her to the bottom of the fucking to the fucking window to make sure she never left. Like I see it as and again, I am not knocking nobody. I'm not taking no sides. Cassie or Diddy, they don't pay my fucking bills. I'm not no fucking Diddy Hive or no Cassie Hive. This ain't no fucking stupid shit. This ain't no Beehive or no Barb shit. This is me being honest and me just, you know, keeping it real, man. But, um, why do people never see it as Cassie was at a time in her life to where her self-esteem was probably not at the level where it is now. Nobody told Cassie to stay with Diddy for about 90 fucking years 
before she she finally decided to have the confidence and the courage to move on. Anybody who was Cassie's friend or anybody who was on the outside can tell that relationship was going nowhere. It wasn't. But Cassie signed a bad boy when she was young. She probably met Diddy at that time. They probably started having a romantic relationship when Cassie was young. So to be honest, Diddy was probably Cassie's first real love. And now you know, going back to us, quote unquote, regular folks, that when you are in love with somebody for the first time and, you know, you finally, you finally get that feeling, it seems as if, the relationship will last forever. And that is what I believe. That is where I believe Cassie was at. That Diddy was the first real man who she fell for. And in her mind, she believed it would last forever. So even though the years went on and on and on and rumors came out time after time again, that Diddy was cheating, that Diddy was doing this, he was doing that. He went back to Kim Porter. He came back to Cassie. He was dating this person. He came back to Cassie. It's like anybody can tell that shit was a failure from the beginning. But like I said, everybody is knocking Diddy and criticizing Diddy. Oh, she moved on. You know, she found love because she left your dumb, stupid ass. Like, I don't get it. Like, why don't people just say, congratulations, I'm happy you, I'm happy you're engaged, I'm happy you are now pregnant, I'm happy you found someone who loves you. Like, why do people use it as a backhanded compliment to always, well, women use it as a backhanded compliment to always bash their ex, even in regards to, like I, like I say, regular folks. When, like, a woman moves on and she, and she finds happiness elsewhere, they always bring up the ex. You know, thank God for Tyrone for showing me his true fucking colors because now I moved on and I found my king. Like, bitch, just focus on your future. Focus on the guy who is with you right now. Social media did the same shit for, um, what's her name? For Sierra. Like, if Sierra moved on and found someone who she feels loves her and someone who appreciates her now like why the fuck do y'all bring up future every chance you get sierra don't even talk about future the only time sierra talk about this nigga is when this nigga goes on these fucking radio shows and talks about her because if you found happiness and you are truly within the realms of that happiness and this is someone who you love and someone who you who you want to spend the rest of your life with there's no need to mention your ex. It's no need. It's no need, man. It's like the fact that Sierra got engaged. I mean, not Sierra, that Cassie got engaged and that she's pregnant. But I checked Diddy's comments and everybody is, is damn near dragging Diddy. It's like, get the fuck out of here, man. But congrats, Cassie, man. I see you do your thing, man. I ain't even mad at it. But, um, um, going back to my Instagram, um, I posted something like two days ago in regards to women who have given money to men. 
Now, when I say giving money to men, I'm not talking about those who are in long-term relationships because if you are in a long-term relationship, it is okay to give money out. And well, let me rewind. A long-term serious relationship, then it is 100% okay to give money out because you guys should be doing things for each other anyway. So whatever you give is reciprocated and whatever he gives is also reciprocated. So... Everything should be equal. But um, I spoke about when I asked the question to the woman, how much money have you given out to a man who you were not in a serious relationship with? And some of the uh, some of the answers I got back, it was entertaining. But what what made me happy was I was happy that the woman. That a lot of women were actually honest because on social media, what normally happens is people come online and pretend to be perfect and say stupid shit like me i've never given money out to a man i'm not one of those stupid ones we all have been one of those stupid ones okay i've did dumb shit in my life man i remember look hold on let me tell you how the dumb shit i did well one time um this was back when i was in college i got a cell phone in my girlfriend's name now this was the dumbest shit ever man I paid I believe it was $150 for that cell phone And on top of that My dumb ass paid the cell phone bill Every single month now This was about 10 years ago Back when cell phone bills was fucking high as hell We didn't have all these fucking You know you pay $50 and you get the fucking Unlimited plan and This shit is cost friendly When I was paying the bill The bill was like $90 a month and I was a, a struggling college student. But I was paying that fucking bill. So long story short, she ended up cheating on me. And um, I mean, I, I kind of still feel bad about the way I cut the phone off because I cost her a fucking job. But then again, I kind of don't give a shit. So look, we had broke up, right? And my dumbass was still paying her phone bill because this was like my first love so i was still paying her phone bill but then one day i woke up and i was thinking to myself why the fuck am i still paying her phone bill why the fuck is this bitch phone still on because my dumb ass is paying the shit so she called me she was like you know thank you for still paying the phone bill and like that shit kind of it kind of antagonized me because i seen it as this bitch is this bitch is um you know she kind of sending shots at me and she was like, you know, I'm glad the phone is on because I have a job interview today. Well, a phone interview today. I have a phone interview. It's at three o'clock. So thank you for keep paying the phone bill because it's, you know, it's really helped me out. I'm able to better my life. I'm able to make my phone calls. And I have a phone interview today at three o'clock. So I'm like, all right, this bitch going to call me knowing she cheated on me. And gonna thank me for still paying the fucking phone bill. Okay. So what I did was. And like I said. I, I still feel kind of fucked up about it. But then again I don't. I waited until 2.45. Keep in mind. She has a phone interview. For a big job. At 3 o'clock. I waited until 2.45. I called T-Mobile. I said. um, Excuse me T-Mobile. Um. You know the um the other phone I have on my account? Cut that shit off. 
I cut that shit off at 245. <laughs> this Miss Job interview was at 3 o'clock. <laughs> I cut the fucking phone off, man. 15 minutes before her interview, man. And she, I, and I guess she didn't realize her phone was off until about 3.30. She called me at 4 o'clock, pissed the fuck off. Why the fuck did you cut the phone off? You made me miss my interview. I'm like, bitch, they wasn't going to hire your dumb ass anyway, man. And, like, that's the last time I spoke to her. But I still feel kind of bad because I was young. I think I was about 20 or 21, and I could have went about it in a different way. But, you know, as you grow... You live and you learn because what I should have done was the minute we broke up, I should have cut that phone off. But nope, not me. I let the phone stay on, I believe, for an extra month and a half before I even decided to cut the phone off. So like I said, we all do dumb shit when we're young and when we are dating someone, especially that first love, who we believe is the person that we are going to settle down with and be with forever. But going back to my Instagram. I asked the question of um, how much money have you given to a man who you were not in a relationship with? Um, someone said, I've given $300. So I said, what reason, if you don't mind me asking? She said he needed to pay a bill. And, um, you know, so if you give $300 out to a guy you are not dating, then, of course, I would like to know. Did you ever receive the money back? She said no. And come to find out, this nigga ain't even pay a fucking bill. She said the $300 was because he needed to make rent. Him and his girlfriend needed to make fucking rent. Now that's fucked up. But that is all too common. A lot of men have girlfriends and they still ask women for money. But they get the money because they make these women believe that they are the only one so the fact that he did some fucked up shit some real fucked up shit and finessed three hundred dollars out of a sweet woman a sweet girl so him and his girl can make rent that shit is fucking bananas man and i got some more replies too let me I mean, man. All right, one chick told me, where we going? She lent out $1,000, but she got her money back. So it was different. And this was her boyfriend, too. But she was the ultimate finesse. She finessed the shit out this nigga. It was her boyfriend. She lent out $1,000, but she got back her 1000 with a couple hundred dollars extra in interest. See, like, stuff like that, she was on her A-game. She was like, nigga, I know. Look, you my man. But um, I'm going to need this fucking money back. And when I get the money back, I'm going to need the money back with interest, bitch. This pussy ain't free. This money is not a loan, bitch. I need that shit back ASAP. Said she got that shit back the next day. Another chick told me. She spent. Let me go. She gave out a couple hundred. She gave out $300 so homeboy could buy a jacket. Now, my nigga. Now, this is not me shaming anybody financially. Because I grew up in the projects. 
I grew up with a single mother in the projects for 21 years. There's plenty of times where I've had no money for a jacket. But I feel like if you cannot afford the basic necessities. Now, if you're young, that's different. If you're in middle school, high school, maybe even your first year of cop. Nah, take it back. If you're in middle school or high school, it is okay to not be able to afford things because you are young and you are probably still living with your parents. But when you reach college, and especially after college, if you cannot afford the basic necessities, you should not have a girlfriend. Again, this is not me shaming anyone financially. But I'm saying that when you're grown, I'm sure you have bills, you have maybe a car note, you have water bill, electricity. So once those things are paid, you should have some funds left, you know, to kind of live a normal means of life. Whether it be to buy food or to pay for things for your child, you know, or to take your girl out. But if you can't afford a fucking jacket, my nigga, just... Stay in your fucking house, nigga. Fuck is you asking money for a fucking jacket, nigga? Get the fuck out of here, man. That's some fucking bullshit. Now, this one girl, um, she has not yet replied. She said that she lent out $7,000 to a nigga. Yup, yeah, $7,000. $7,000. That, that shit is unbelievable. Now, again, I don't know the reason why she lent out this much money. Or why the fuck it, the amount was that fucking high? I don't know. But that shit is unfucking believable $7,000. God damn it. Whew. Oh, my God. I mean, I can't even picture myself even asking a girl for fucking ten dollars like there has been times before in my relationships to where like i've thought about asking for about you know let me get let me get fifteen dollars from you because you know i need it to hold me through but have i done it no because like i'm sure those women would have gave me the money but just my pride is set up a certain way to where i can't even ask again you know this is not me knocking anyone who asks for money. But the way my pride is set up, I can't even ask for that, man. But, yo, this fucking Popeye's chicken sandwich, man. Why do I keep hearing about this fucking Popeye's chicken sandwich? Like, the past two weeks, and then I think Popeye's released a statement yesterday. You know, we're all sold out of our chicken sandwich. No more chicken sandwiches left. That's fucking crazy. So Popeye sold out of a fucking batch of chicken sandwiches that was supposed to last, they said, until somewhere around October. And the whole fucking batch is sold out. And um, I can believe it. I work like a mile from Popeye's. And before this fucking um, sandwich came out, motherfucker, yo, that line was empty every fucking day. I used to drive by at lunch, you know, 12, 1230 to where any store that's popping, that line going to be fucking around the corner. The line going to be long at lunchtime. 
Popeyes was. I mean, you've seen a couple cars in there, but when the fucking sandwich dropped, I drove past Popeyes, you know, so I could go home. Bro, that line was from the fucking drive through window. This shit wrapped around the building. And then the fucking cars curved onto the fucking road. And one time I counted fucking 27 cars in the fucking line. And then as I'm counting, you had more cars pull up behind the behind the 27. Now look, um, if you had the fucking sandwich, good for you. But if I pull up at a fucking drive through and I am car number 58 in the fucking line. I'm going home. Look, I, I'm not going to wait around in a drive-thru and be car 58 for a fucking chicken sandwich. But that shows you the power of social media, man. And I see people... People kind of bashing those who have decided not to stay and try the fucking sandwich. Because, you know, black people, we hold a ton of power. I know social media might make it seem like we don't. But black people hold a ton of power when it comes to deciding who we should give our money to and who we shouldn't. And I'm like I spoke about on Instagram, like something that hurt me. You know, to be honest, was the fact that a lot, a lot of the time we don't use our power correctly. It's like we go online and we support who social media tells us to support. Now, again, I have not had the fucking chicken sandwich, but I am 100 percent sure the chicken sandwich is nothing special. Now, everybody is saying it's special right now because, you know, that's the trend. But there are mom and pop stores in New York City who I'm sure have the best fucking chicken sandwich. I've had some fucking good ass fucking chicken sandwiches from the Bronx Bodegas, man. Any corner store in New York City probably tastes better than Popeye's, if we being honest. And Chick-fil-A. But like I said, we have immense power to decide who we should give our black dollar to as a whole and who we shouldn't. So the fact that a lot of us do not support one another, like I'm not surprised by it, but it does hurt as me being a black man. Now I'm not speaking for myself. I'm speaking for, for what I see. Now, of course, you can't support everybody because everybody does not warrant that support. Everybody can't rap. Everybody does not have a business that is worth supporting. But then again, like there are times where I'm here in Atlanta where I might walk into a mall and somebody comes up to me trying to sell their CD. And they end up playing their CD to me and the shit is trash. Now, even though the rap music is not, to me, it's not good. I still support. Now, this is me speaking for myself. 
the reason I support is because even though his music is not at the level to where I feel it is worth listening to, he can get there. Anybody can improve with the right time, with the right dedication, and with the right team behind them. Because I was in the mall a month ago and this guy came up to me. Now, like I said, the music, to me, it wasn't yet at a level to where it was worth listening to. But I still took out my phone and I cashed out this young man $15. And of course, I gave him some tips on what I felt he could improve on. But the fact that, like I said, like it makes someone's day because when you put your like when you put your effort in your heart and your like your like your your blood sweat and tears into something even if it is not yet at a level to where the main consensus feels it is good it still feels great to be appreciated and when i cash out that young man $15 it's like i could tell in his face like like how much it meant to him because just by looking at him, I could tell that like this was a young kid. He was about 18 to 19. This is a young kid who does not have the greatest financial means. This is a young kid who, if this rap music does not work out, he probably will be in jail or dead. Now, this is not me stereotyping. Like listening to his music, that is what I got from it. He was raised in a single family household. He lived in a bad neighborhood near downtown Atlanta, which is, you know, it's with, with a high crime rate to where if this rap shit does not work out, he's probably going to end up robbing you, robbing, robbing myself selling drugs to where I felt supporting him and you know like even if me sending him $15 like puts like a battery in his back and gives him encouragement to improve and to keep staying dedicated to his music and to stay away from the streets like any to me like that trade off is worth it for me now, like I said, everybody is not worth your, your support. But if you take the time to at least at least share, at least repost, it is 100% free to do. It is not a crime to repost somebody. But on social media, especially amongst my people, especially amongst black men, we don't like to support because when you support someone consistently and you consistently post another man, we see it as as dick riding. Why the fuck you keep posting the same nigga? You dick riding. It's not like that. Like someone cannot grow if they don't have that consistent support behind them, especially when they're starting out people don't start on top of the world even people who who we see like drake beyonce jay-z 
everybody starts with a small supporter fan base. And with that small network of people sharing and reposting, what that does is it opens up the avenue to more fans. Because when you post, like when you repost, of course, everyone who sees that repost is not going to click on it and not going to take their time to find out who this person is. But some will. So if your friends have a business, whether it be a hair salon, if they're a barber, if they open up a new store, if they plan baby showers, if they sell candles, if they anything positive. Like, just repost them. Again, it is 100% free. It takes two seconds to repost someone. So don't be one of these friends who see someone doing something positive and somebody doing something to better their life and you decide not to repost this person because you are not getting nothing financially out of it. That is a toxic way of thinking. Like black people, we don't have to do everything seeing it as a way to come up financially. It is 100% to support someone and to be there for someone, especially those you know who you see trying to have a positive impact in the world. It is 100% okay to support that person. So um, we're going to take a break. And when I come back, y'all know how I love to end my show. I love to end my show with a song by an artist I feel is amazing. A song by an artist I feel has immense potential. So when I come back, we got my sleeper pick of the week. Stay tuned. Lunchroom Tether Podcast. John A. Schultz. Follow me on Instagram at NYC underscore story 718, man. Love you guys. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Today, I'm in this episode with a song by my guy, Daniel Church. You can follow him on Instagram at TheRealChurch underscore. That is TheRealChurch underscore. He is a dope, talented musician, great R&B singer, a talented songwriter. This brother is just dope, man. But today, I'm in this podcast off with a song by my guy, Daniel Church, called You Make Me.
This right here is my guy Daniel Church with You Make Me. Again, you can follow him on Instagram at the Real Church underscore. This is Daniel Church. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. This is episode 12 of the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, man. Love you guys. Stay safe. Daniel Church, you make me.